We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Lord, I pray for every man, every woman here today that carries a burden, that carries a wound in their hearts. I ask, oh God, for your healing power over this service in the name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that every form of spiritual blockage that this heart would have triggered. Tonight, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that there be liberation, deliverance in the name of Jesus. We ask that we be set free tonight as your word comes. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. We want to talk about ways to deal with hurt. I want to share a story with you. So uh, I remember I, I grew up believing that my daddy didn't like me, and that was because I got shipped out to a boarding school. His style of uh, training was when he comes into, when he comes into um, to the city where I was um, uh, schooling, uh, he won't stop by. And so you know what it is like when on visiting day, every kid gets a visit from the parent but myself. You know, so I, 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 it just got stuck in my mind that, you know what, my daddy, my daddy didn't like me growing up. The weird thing about that is that I, I actually carried that till adulthood, got married, and I just still just carried this, I would say, resentment. I wasn't just happy, you know. It didn't, it didn't help that um, I got to Cyprus after getting married, and um, I saw dads hugging their kids, and, uh, and I thought, wow, again, this is what I'm saying. I, I didn't get this. I traveled back in 1996 on a visit, and the Holy Spirit ministered to me while, while I was with him. And that was when, for the first time, my healing came to my heart. I started seeing him in a very different way. And my mom passed about six years ago. And since my mom passed, I've had the opportunity of sitting down with him and just asking him questions and and it was just amazing that um, I think the father I've had in the past six years is different from the father I grew up with. Now, I'm grateful to God that I can, I can, I had the, I have the opportunity to ask him why he did certain things that he did. And he was able to give me answers. And as if that now, the answers make sense. Uh, so, was so interesting just carrying that hurt for years, you know? But so I don't know if any of you resonates with that, but where do we start from? The very first place is to forgive. I mean, in his case, he's not done anything wrong. That's just, that's just he was just living his life. I, I think he, he thought that was the best thing for me, and he did it. So, but it's to forgive. Forgiveness does not mean pretending that things are okay. That's not what it means. Um, uh, forgiveness is something about surrendering your desire. Just surrender your desire to whatever it is that you've gone through. But most importantly, um, forgi- forgiving because of the cost of unforgiveness. You know, the Bible says something. Say, when you come to the altar and you want to make a sacrifice, and you remember that somebody has hurt you, you say, mate, 
<laughs> leave that. Leave that sacrifice. Go to your, go and make amends with your brother. In other words, um, if you don't forgive, your sacrifices in Christ will not be honored. So that's like, that's like um, double trouble. Is it double jeopardy they call it? I mean, so that's like being punished, being punished twice for the same offense. And an offense you didn't commit in the first place. So you, you want to really get to a place where you, you let it go. Yeah? So that's the first thing. Um, so, how, so what is the process of forgiveness? This is what I would advise. I say get a scripture. Get a scripture. And then you, you've got to be strategic about forgiveness. And you've got to be intentional about it as well. I, am, I will not allow this thing to affect or mar me. I mean, I'm going to confront it. So, prayers, get the scripture. Number two, you pray about it. So, it's, it's an attack against um, unforgiveness, so to speak. And number three, confession. You confess that God has given you the power to do all things. And I have the power to let go. I have the power to move on. I have the power to look beyond this pain. I have the power to look, you know, so that's, that's what I will, that's um, the process, you know. Forgive. Because if you don't forgive, the cost of not forgiving is punishing yourself twice. Now, you are now asking God to punish you for what you didn't even do in the first place. All right? I always say as to maintaining forgiveness is a choice and it's a choice you have. Um, it's a card you have that you can choose to use or choose not to use. But let me read a scripture to you. Um, the title of this section in my Bible is Dealing with Believers Who Do You Wrong. <laughs> okay? And that's in Matthew chapter 18 from verse 15. Say, moreover, if your brother shall trespass against you or does something wrong to you, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear you, then you have gained a brother. The next verse then say, but if he will not hear you, then take with you uh, one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. The next verse. And then he says, and if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church, as in church leaders. And if he refuses even to hear the church, let, him be, let it be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Then the next verse. Then he says, assuredly I say to you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. What has forgiving somebody for the hurt got to do with my ability to get great things out of God? That's, Did you see that scripture? That's, that's, that's very powerful. Can you, can you pick up that scripture once again? So right. it was saying that section is about dealing with hurt, when people hurt you. Then right after I gave instruction on how to deal with it, the next thing he said, well, look, by the way, whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatsoever you lose on earth is lose the devil. That is, if you will ever have authority in heaven and on earth, you've got to learn to forgive. So I shortly say that, that means that after you've done this, yes. that is when you do this, then I can tell you that whatever you bind on earth will bind itself. So it just, it's amazing. It's too that, expensive. Yeah. What is the point of Christianity 
If you cannot bind on earth and you will be bound, exactly. you can't lose on earth and you will be lose. What is the point? What really is the point of praying? So that actually just nullifies your power. It nullifies your supernatural ability. That's your, what do you call it? Uh, crypto, crypto, crypto mind? Crypto mind. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Right there. Boom. Your power is gone. So he says, when you do this, all of it, I mean, it's very interesting. You, I, I, you know, sometimes you see Christianity can be tough. You tell that, that brother, he doesn't listen, we'll get two more people, we'll get a church. He said, now if you are patient enough to go through these things, then I'm telling you, whatever. So basically, that is a source of power. Yeah. So how many Christians do we have today who are powerless or who cannot provoke the heavens because of yeah, un unforgiveness, yeah. So the second one, you know, leading on from what the pastor said earlier, is make a plan to move forward. Make a plan to move forward. So choose to forgive, that's the first one. Second one is make a plan to move forward. Now, if the person that hurts you is a kind of um, personal situation where you can call someone and do a reconciliation attempt as in sit down together and talk about it, then call a third party, sit down together, and walk on that plan. Never let things fester in your heart because it's too expensive, like we said earlier, you heard that. But if it's in a situation where you cannot, maybe the person is out and gone, or, or you don't have the opportunity to be able to sit down with such a person, make a choice to sit down with God, say it to God, let it go, and then rise up and say, Lord, I am going to plan, and this will never happen again, because these are the plans I'm going to put in place. So sometimes it is because you maybe let your gut down, maybe you were careless as well, because when you really look at it closely, you will see what you shouldn't have done that you've done. Uh, one of the things I learned as a younger believer is the fact that anytime you fall into either a challenge, a sin, a temptation, or even somebody hurts you, something happens, there will have been um, things on the way that God have used to warn you that you chose to ignore. There is not a single person that fall into sin that had ever had things on the way to warn them. Look at it in the Bible, every one of them. There is not a single person that falls into a challenge that has not heard, um, I don't know what you call it, land, landmarks, land, posts, your signposts on, on the way. There, are, there will be things that God will have been using to warn you and you have not succumbed to or you have not given attention to. So, you know, tell yourself in your plan that, okay, God, I get it. This person is not all wrong. I am wrong as well in this, this, and this area. And I will make my plan to make sure that that doesn't happen to me next time or I walk on that next time. Always look at what you need to work on as well because the other party that hurts you is not mad. So it's not always their fault alone. But we find it so difficult to look at other people's, what other people, what yeah. we could have done right because we're so hurt and then we move from hurt into bitterness. And the problem of bitterness is, bitterness is unforgiveness that festers too long. If unforgiveness stays long, then it have the root of the bitterness. And the Bible says, make sure that you have no root of bitterness in you. That is, bitterness is never on the surface. It goes into the root. So, you know, when you go and do root canal job, you think it's only a little problem on the surface. It's a nightmare. So be but, very but careful. Sometimes, sometimes it may have nothing to do with what you have done. Yeah. Okay, so say, for example, parenting. 
how many kids, how many kids grew up in an environment where, you know, grew up in just a negative environment. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe because of this, like, you know, because of the style of the dad or mm -hmm. style of the mom or, you know, in those, those, in those scenarios, yeah. you really don't have, you really don't have control. Yeah, yeah but make a plan uh, to move forward. So those, those, in those situations, or maybe um, um, injustice from an uncle, you know, just family <laughs> stuff, yeah, um, or the, the, the uncle or the aunt who thinks that they have the right over your destiny, and then they just, you know, so with those things, you really don't have control over them, but you want to really, you know, receive it, mm. accept it as it is, mm. you know, like they say, it is, it is what, it's what it, it is, is, and then make plans to move on. Yeah, I, I was going to use you as an example. Um, like Pastor has mentioned his, his background. And I remember he, he said when, as we, as we started courting, he said, I never experienced love as saying, somebody just says to you, I love you. So is that's just not the way it works in it worked in his home when he was younger, you know. That doesn't just. I think tell. most African homes really. Oh, well, it worked. It? No, no, it's different. My home, man. Well, your dad told you he loves you. Yes, he did. So he didn't grow up in a place where affection was shown like that. So he made up his mind that when he got married, he was going to show affection to his wife, affection to his children, and on a regular basis, they all. I love you comes out. So make up your mind you're going to do exactly against that thing that you didn't get or do something in order to redress what has happened. So don't carry that same pain forward and say, well, nobody told me they love me. Why do I have to tell you I love you? No, 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 no. Just do the opposite. Make celebrate, a, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate because mission we're not celebrated. I, I opted to make a mission out of it. Yeah. You know, make a mission out of it. Uh, so I didn't give it. I didn't have you it. Get it. I didn't get it, so I'm going to give it. Yeah. So you make a mission out of it, yeah. you know. So, all right. Number three. Do you have any? Have we got questions? Okay. Number three. Stop dwelling and retelling. Mm. Every time you dwell on it and retell the story, you just you just go around in circles. You've made it worse. You've just made it worse. You know. You go around in circles. You just um. It's like you, like you you hurt yourself. Yeah. You open an old wound. Mm. That's what it is. So don't don't retell it. Um, have a funeral service for the on the yeah. have a funeral service on for the matter. Issue. Yeah, let it go. And have a have closure. Yeah. And that's that's an that's an intentional thing to do. Mm. Right? And, and you can follow the my, my steps, which is uh, choose a scripture, pray about it, confess it, and have a funeral service over that yeah, issue. And say from now on. This is not going to hold me down. This is, and then you yeah. do your daily confessions, yeah. depending on how deep yeah. the hurt is. Yeah. The deeper the hurt, the more time you need to spend on doing that. So, so don't, don't, don't dwell on it. Mm. Yeah, and and um, what you, you live by faith on that, all right? I believe I have prayed that God has healed me from this, from this hurt. I'm going to move on, right? And I confess that. So I believe, and I, I believe, and I confess. I confess, and I believe, I confess, and I believe until the Holy Spirit, right, heals my heart. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And the fourth one would be receive grace from God. Pray about it and continue to pray about it. Um, don't, don't push it aside. Particularly if anytime it comes back to mind, that's, you know, that pain or that sense of pain or loss or hurt comes again, pray about it again and ask the Lord for grace. Grace to let it go. 
What do we let go? We let the pain of the, or the hurt, we let it go. Not that, like people always say, it's not that anybody will wipe your memory and you don't remember. It's that the pain of that event, it, it's not hurting anymore. So you need to get to that point. That's how you know whether you've really let something go. That you know when that thing does not hurt anymore. And you really do need the grace of God to be able to do that because it's very tough depending on what the situation is. Um, if you're the kind of person that don't do injustice well, and you don't get a chance to say your bit, it really hurts more when everybody comes to a conclusion about what they believe you've done that you have not done. And you can't start going to one person per time to say it is not so. It's very, very tough. But that when you ask the Lord for grace and you choose to let it go, don't forget it's a choice. Letting go is a choice. Nobody can put on you what you have laid down on the altar. But the problem is we lay it down on the altar, then we pick it up again where we are going. Or when something happens, you say, that's how that happened. And I'm not going to let this happen to me again. So you are stopping yourself from being able to bind on earth and bind in heaven. So ask God for grace every single day to be able to let it go deal with it until it doesn't hurt and you don't remember anymore. First question here says, how do you deal with hurt from a parent, a loved one, you know, a partner? And this, these are the toughest hurts to deal with, okay? Um... Now, the kind of hurt you get from a parent is different from that of a, a loved one or a partner. So I'll deal with the, I'll deal with the parent, parent one first. Um, I'll, I, believe, I believe that um, for your parents, that's all they know. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that statement is, is what the Holy Spirit told me. I remember in 96, I went to see my dad, and he was trying to give me counsel about investment. So we're sitting on the same bed, and uh, and I was trying to advise, but I just turned my back and I said, oh, "You did this, you, you cut it." I mean, I was 28. You cutted me to boarding school. You never told me you love me. Now you want to tell me about investment? I'm not interested. What I was going on in my mind, and then I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. Look at your father, and instantly I heard his voice. That's all he knows. At the moment, the Holy Spirit told me that for the first time, I turned around and I started looking at him. You know what? All he said that day, I can't remember. But for the first time, I was looking at him with so much awe. You know, I started asking him questions about himself. You know, my dad had nine siblings. They all died but himself. I was telling him a story one time that, um, because growing up in my home, we never celebrated naming ceremony. We had done before. The very first time I would cut a cake, right, birthdays. in my, my entire life for birthdays was as an adult here <laughs> in church. He said, so, since so some of his siblings, right, they were about nine years old, 10 years old. He would leave them, go to school, come back. I said, where's my brother? He said, oh, he's gone. So in his mind, he associated celebration of a child to the death of a child. So if I don't celebrate my kids when they are born, or do naming ceremonies, or celebrate their achievements, maybe they will leave. That was his coping mechanism. And that's why he did that. I said all that to say that dealing with parents, that's all they know. Mm. Secondly, um, they've done their job. 
and their job is to bring you into this world. Um, God will fulfill your destiny and God will bring your purpose to pass irrespective of whatever background you come from. So that's how you, that's how you look at it. So you want to move away from that. Mm. Three, you can turn all that. Maybe God wants to use that, use you as a messenger in that area. If I were you, I write a book on parenting. Because there are kids who are going through what you went through right now. Why don't you look at parenting from a child's point of view? Mm. Why don't you write a book about how not to be, how to be a great parent? Speaking from your own point of view. So I believe that nothing is a waste in your life Mm. at all. I don't believe that that nothing is a waste. Uh, So... When it comes to partners, um, husband, wives, relationship-based issue, the way I see it is this. People can never hurt you if they are not close to you. When people are close to you, they are close to you because they've done something that made you allow them to come close to you. Because at the end of the day, the door to your emotions or your heart, you are the one that have the key to it. You are the one that lets it open. You're the one that chooses who comes in or who doesn't come in. How do I deal with hurt from somebody that is loved? I focus on the good things they have done. That thing that made the person come close enough to you. Choose to focus on it instead of what they have done to hurt you at that moment. If you focus on the good things that someone has done, it it dulls the pain or the effect of the bad thing and it helps you see the supposed bad thing, maybe from their perspective, maybe not, but it helps you deal with the pain. So the best way to deal with pain from a partner is, if you can talk about it, I'm I'm a big one for talk about it. Because when you talk about things, it helps you understand the perspective of the other party. Very rarely will somebody wake up and say, do you know what, today I'm looking for who to hurt. I am so close to my wife and I will hurt them now. It's very, it's, it's, not, it, it's not a sane person's decision. So if, if you have a spouse that does that, they, need big, they have a bigger problem. They need bigger prayer because there's something wrong with the mind. But if the decision was not, they woke up and they said, I got to hurt my wife today, so let's go all out to hurt her. Or I got to hurt my husband today. Today is the day to destroy him you know if that is not the way it is that means that it's probably an unintended hurt or a misinterpreted reaction or words that we dwell so much on sometimes and then we just let it grow and then in your head you just put so many permutations to it and it has grown massively into what it was never meant to be. But so talk about talk it. Talk about but, it. Yeah, if you feel hurt, I think with partners, is, or partners, um, yeah, spouses. Relationship, spouses and relationship, have a conversation, right? Have a conversation. I don't like it. When, and that's be, uh, that conversation is the beginning of um, communication, really. I, I don't like this when you do this. Now, yeah, there are so, some situations yeah. where the other party is not open to conversations as well. There are places like that at times like that. But let's go back to the Bible. Esther. Esther needed to have a conversation with the king. The king was not open to conversation at that time. What did she do? 
She went to pray. She went to fast. And then she went to the king. And the king was open to conversation. Mm. So there are biblical ways of dealing with everything. The problem is, we don't want to do it God's way. We want to do it. This is how I feel and I want to talk it now. You have to listen now. It won't work. So mm. don't do it that way. But just in case some partners have, you know, there's some hurt that has nothing to do with you, you mm. know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think communication and openness. And because your, your, your spouse may hurt you and come back and say, oh, sorry. Every time you still, every time you feel hurt, I remember the hurt, still go back and say, you know what? I feel like this. So, and both of you work out, work out that hurt. So, talking is very, very good. Like parents, where you can't go back and tell your parents, oh, you know, but for your, with your spouse or your, or your relationship, in a, if you're in a relationship, you go talk about it. If you offend me and I feel slighted by what you've done, I'm going to tell you, you know what, I don't like this. This happens so well. Oh, sorry. How do you deal with or face someone who hurts you in a big way, especially when you see the person at work every day? Wow. Now, mm. if someone hurts you and there are people that you see regularly, you need to do your internal work first, particularly if that person is probably never going to come and say sorry or if that person is your boss or if that person is a team member that did one or two things negatively towards you. They want to, there are some people that work in dog-eat-dog -dog environments. Mm. They just, you know, they want, they, the intention is to destroy you anyway. So you are the one that will have to make up your mind that you're going to let it go. How do you deal with it practically? Number one, you pray. Number two, you will be the bigger man. What does the bigger man mean in this context? Go and buy them something. Give them a gift. And you are, you are, you are, the, you are the Christian. You are the believer. Yeah, Give the them believer. a gift. It yeah. makes such a difference. Also you remember, it's, it's, it's marketplace. God has called you to dominate there. God has called you to have dominion in the marketplace. You are God's representative in the marketplace. That is your church. Yeah. You are the priesthood. You preside over the spirit and the demons in that place. All right? So, so you have to be well prayed up. Right? You have to be well prayed up. God expects us to function and demonstrate the power of his grace and anointing at work. So, forgiveness, you must let go. You must be the bigger man. You must buy the gifts. You must show that Christ reigns and rules in you. Amen. Yeah? Amen. So, so, remember, you, you carry a superior spirit. Mm. And you are the only one that doesn't understand your anointing. Yeah. But the moment you come into work, in an unfriendly environment, right, the demons in the market knows yeah. that you carry an anointing. Yeah. And so they will offend you. Yeah. So always remember that God has called you as a missionary and as a priest, as a prophet, to your industry. So you must, you are the bigger one. Yeah. yeah? All right. This is, this is, how do you deal with hurt, of a, of, with the hurt of a father? I'll let you answer that, Pastor Eddie. A father that walk out on you as a child and you reach out when you are much older and wiser and he still rejects you again mm. and wants nothing to do with you, especially when you know he is a good dad mm. to your other half-siblings. Okay. That's very painful. Now, now that's, that's a tough one, but listen very carefully. I want you to continue to reach out. Continue to reach out. That is you fulfilling the law. That's you being a believer. That's you triggering God's anointing and grace upon your life. Mm. 
right? That's you who understand the place of mercy because you, the Bible says that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for you. That is you doing that. So take that as a mission, right? Buy the cards, send the gifts, send love notes, right? And then you do what you need to do. Now, when it comes to acceptance, have a covenant father. Yes. Get a father who will love you, share with you. So nothing is missing in Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, remember I said that your parents are sincerely, you use them because God used them to birth you. But they, don't, they have nothing to do with your destiny and your purpose. That's a conversation you had with God before you were born. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, Jesus' birth, there was a conversation before Jesus was born. Mary and Joseph were just used. Mm. Does that make sense? So, I will say that I will say that you want to make sure that nothing is missing in your life as far as, as, far as being a daughter is concerned or as far as being fathered is concerned. Mm. It's your responsibility to make sure that that function is performed in your life. You go, go search for it. Go search for it. Now, nothing was, I mean, my, my dad um, is not one that expresses emotions. It's emotions. But my spiritual father expresses his emotions. So that makes me complete. Mm. My dad is not one that is overly, um, is very yes. introverted. My spiritual father is very extroverted. So, uh, so nothing is missing in Christ. Once you are born again, nothing is missing. So you get a covenant father who will love you and play with you and take you back to the childhood days and, re and do everything for you. Yeah. This other dad, mission. Yeah. That's your mission. Yeah, keep, keep, keep reaching yeah. out to him. Yes. Keep reaching out to him. The Bible keep, says keep reaching out, favor. Keep reaching keep out with the same love that Jesus has yeah, reached reach out to you. To you. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the first time somebody told you about Jesus that you accepted. Mm. Okay? But when you did, Christ accepted you. So go, go sow that back mm. to your natural father. But meanwhile, get a covenant father. Okay. Okay, I felt hurt by my older brother over the years. Because of that, I've dropped my expectation level of him so as to avoid getting hurt over and over again. Is it wrong of me to do that? Or should I just confront him about it? Okay, let me please say this. I want to just address that word expectation. Mm. Have no expectation of nobody. Mm. Not your sibling, not your... So, nobody owes me anything. Yeah. I don't have any expectation. Yeah. Of anybody, don't have any expectation, oh. you know. So once there's no expectation, just just remember the Bible says that the heart of man is very deep, yeah. right? And the devil can use anybody against you anytime. Can use your best friend, can use your parents, can use anybody against you anytime. So have no expectation, all right? Have no expectation. Now, if you have an issue as a sibling, right? Again, communication, address it. Address it you know, bros. I don't like this when you do this. This is how this makes me feel. Now, if he sees it, fine. If he doesn't see it, no problem. You have so many brothers and sisters in the Lord. So many. See, I'll tell you one more story. I remember when my, when my son was growing, he was, you know, these teenage years. Um, so, um, I think he was 13, 14. So, one day I called him. I went to advise him. You know, I'm trying to be the father thing. I'm trying to advise him. I said, son, sit down. and uh, Let me talk to you. And uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't ready to pay attention. 
So he got up, he walked away, came back. So, so I started laughing. I was laughing, I was smiling at it. He said, why are you smiling? I said, because I'm trying to talk to you and you're not listening. So I said, look, I said, I have spiritual sons, you know. <laughs> I said, I, I'm, I, it's not as if I'm looking for someone to talk to. I said, I can, I can pick up a phone call right now and I will make, make some calls. I can have 10 sons here right now that we're having a meeting. I so the fact I want to have a chat with you is to your own for your own benefit. I said, Do you understand? I said, so take a look at all my spiritual sons. I said, right now where you are, they are better than you. <laughs> they are wiser. They are they are well more exposed. They are wiser. They are wealthy. They are living the world. I said, you are still feeding. Up, you are eating my food. I am not sitting down. You are not listening to me. I so I was. He looked at me. He gave me this like. This day, I said, yeah, I said, I've got sons, you know. So you are the biological sons. I said, I have spiritual sons, and all of you are at the same level. Equal access, equal access. We sat down. I guess that's the day he turned me in his mind from being a father to a mentor and a coach. So if your brother will listen, fine. He doesn't listen. You've got so many brothers and sisters who love you and listen to you. Simple. But I have no expectation of anybody. Besides, you don't know what people expose themselves, expose themselves to. You don't know what people feed on. You don't know their story. And he may be your brother, but you don't know how he thinks. You don't know what he exposes himself to, right? That, that whole sibling thing, right, is just in your last name. Yeah, and only up to a certain age. After that, after that, Experiences differ. so the brother is just based on the womb you come from. Mm. He's a stranger to mm. you. That's the fact. Yeah. So you reach out, like I say, you reach out to your dad or reach out to your brother, and then say, "This, this, I want to make this work, right? I don't like, you know, so communication, yeah. right? But if they are willing to receive it, fine. But it should never hurt you. It should mm. never affect you. Yeah. Because, Whatever happens, yeah. don't allow friction. Yeah. Don't allow friction. Mm. The Bible says, as much as lies that you, in you, live at peace with all men. So that peace is very important. But again, like Peter said, no expectation means no disappointment. Mm. When I was a younger believer, I used to feel disappointed by everything everybody does. And then he would say to me, oh, but who appointed you? And that's the truth. Who appointed you to have those expectations? Who set those expectations that you are now feeling let down by? So let it go. Okay. okay. Last one. What if you're willing to let it go, and in this case, the husband keeps using the wrong and hurtful words persistently, what do you do? Okay. Um, if that husband would like to come for counseling, you can ask for counseling. Because you know, that's, that's a communication issue there. So I would suggest I would suggest that you know what this thing is not is not shifting. Why don't we go seek? A, why 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 don't we go seek? Um, now, if you say you're a pastor, they may say, "Oh no, 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 I don't want to see my pastor." But they want to seek professional help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, seek professional help. I also think that sometimes the other party understanding the words that come out and how they impact you will help a lot. Not in the midst of misunderstandings or quarrel, just on a regular day, just let them do that. Actually, you know, there's some certain words, they really hurt me and they hurt me this way. This is how these words make me feel. 
maybe because somebody have used the words against you or at you in, in the past, or whatever it is, let them know. If they still consciously keep doing that, maybe because it's been a habit they've had over time and they haven't or, dropped. Or cultural differences. Give room or cultural differences. Mm. Or it, you know, there are different reasons why people use some words. I mean, I've said it repeatedly in this place about the story of the words that I used to use when we were courting or dating and I used to upset and offend him. And it took me a while to let it go, but I let the words go because the words were impact, was impacting our relationship. But if he didn't say it, I would never have adjusted. Mm. So say, let them know the words and how, much, how those words make you feel. Mm. And if they still continue and repeatedly say it, maybe because they can't help themselves, then like P said, seek it. Seek so counsel, I help. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is it okay to cut out people who, curse hurt, who cause hurt to you? Isn't this a, lot, a form of letting the hurt go, especially when the relationship feels very toxic? Mm. Well, there are some toxic relationships, and I always say don't expose yourself or be in a place where there are toxic relationships because you have the right to guard your heart. The Bible says guard your heart with all diligence because mm. out of it comes the issues of life. So it's your responsibility to guard yourself from hurt. Well, now... Guarding yourself from hurt or cutting off people are two different things. Cutting off someone because they've offended you, chances are, if you really look at it deeply, it That's is the offense mm. that is making you do that. You find, you'll find it very difficult to forgive if you do that. It is very difficult to forgive if you cut people off mm. because you have not given yourself a chance to heal. So you just cut the wound and then assume it's not there anymore. The problem of that is it leads to bitterness. And it's a matter of time. If you, you know, just ask yourself, how many people have I really cut off? I've cut X off, Y off, B off, A off. That just tells you you don't know how to forgive. So stop. Learn how to forgive. That is consciously letting go. In fact, the best forgiveness is when somebody has really, really hurt you and you still look them in the face and tell them, that you love them because Jesus loved them. That is the best forgiveness. And mm. it will hurt your, your flesh. It will hurt your flesh big time. If you really want to practice this, your flesh will not like it. But that's why we grow as believers. We grow as our spirit develops, our flesh is reduced or the impact of our flesh is reduced. So if you realize that you are constantly doing the things that your flesh wants, you are not allowing your spirit to develop. Allow your spirit to develop and you know, confront or face that person. Don't but, cut them off. But if you've done that, if you've healed up, if you if you feel that I've dealt with this and that person is just, you know, negative and um, a um, multiple um, offender, <laughs> then a serial offender, then you you are free to take your leave and you know that person is not is not that, that friendship is not going anywhere. So so avoid it. But, but do, not, do not cut the person off mm. as a way of dealing with the issue. No. Deal with the issue first. Issue is issue. Uh, bring the, the friendship to a neutral position and then pull back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm yeah. always one, yes. I totally agree. I always say, don't stay in a toxic environment. You have control over your environment. Or make sure you have control over your environment. We've shared here before how somebody used to come to our home and she talks negatively about different men of God. Now, that's a toxic environment. Anybody that talks about other people in your environment, they're they are destroying your environment. Your spiritual atmosphere has been destroyed. So you have to, it's your responsibility to guard your spiritual atmosphere. So if you know that you're hanging around somebody and 
they it's the negative things, they're toxic to you. Or they say, hurt you. Don't just say move negative things. Move back. Yeah. Move back, yeah. but not because of an issue, but because that relationship is mm. not healthy yeah. for you. The Bible says, can two walk together? Except they agree. Exactly. So sometimes if that person causes causes you know hurts you, um neutralize the um effect of the hurt, deal with it, but that's that's not your environment. So so stay away. So move away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there is a difference in the process of forgiving yourself or in comparison to forgiving others? Mm. Yes, there's a process. And um, and um, the process is, to be honest, is, is simple. And that is a prayer of forgiveness and then letting it go yeah. and moving up and, and ensuring that you do not repeat the same offense. Mm. Is, so the Bible says we should confess our sins one to another. Um, so once once you have acknowledged the fact that you are in error and you are genuinely, rep you know, God sees the heart and you are genuinely repentant, I would say, let it go. Um, Self-forgiveness is very difficult for, for some because it's you, it's you trying to administer forgiveness to yourself. You see what I mean? But you need to understand that um, Jesus does not hate you, but hates the sin, hates the offense. And if we confess the sin and we acknowledge that we have erred, the blood of Jesus and the grace of God kicks in. So you also have to understand the, the efficacy of the blood of Jesus and the grace of God. And, and when you deal with those, that, when you genuinely repent from your heart, instantly you are forgiven. And then you should receive that forgiveness by, forgiveness by faith and thank God for it. Amen. All right? So every time the devil tells you, Lord, look at you, you're such a loser. Well, I'm forgiven. The blood speaks. I've repented. I went, oh, you're going to do it again? No, I won't. So talk to yourself. And that's where confession comes in. Yeah. It says, can you forgive someone without confronting the person? I think confrontation as a word in itself seems like an aggressive negative word. So if you're trying to say, can I forgive somebody without talking about the issue? It's possible. But you know deep down in your heart, after the supposed forgiveness, how do you feel when you think about the issue and how do you feel when you think about the person? You see, what we're talking about today, there are things of the heart. Nobody can see it. Everybody can think everything is fine. But you know if everything is fine or not. So without talking to that person, can you forgive? Yes, you can. But ask yourself, how do I feel when this issue comes up again? Mm. Do I have something against that person because of it? Does it tailor how I think or how I talk about them? If it does, that means you haven't let go. So mm. go and talk about the issue. Yeah. I think to a large extent, a lot of us feel a sense of injustice when we haven't spoken about an issue. Mm. But take that thing back to God, particularly if you're in a place where you cannot talk about it or with a person you can't talk about it with. Take it back to God, he will listen to you. Mm. Also, also depends on the kind of hurt. If it's if it's intentional, or or whatever type it is, I think the best way is to have a dialogue. Talk, let people know the way you feel, yeah, and the way it affects you. So I, you may be surprised if you say it, the person may accept and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to do this." And then that's fine. Yeah. All right, two questions here, and that's the last. These are the last ones. It says, "Oh, uh, yeah." It says. Uh, is there such a thing as forgive and forget? 
I don't think there's such a thing as forget. I mean, unless you want to suck my brains out, you know, worship in the blood of Jesus and put it back, then, yeah. I, I don't think I, don't, I agree on that one. I totally agree that there's something like forget. That, well, again, but depending <laughs> but on, we're always going on about depending this on what you home. mean by forget. I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to forget that you did this. I'm not going to, I mean. I haven't spoken to my dad in four years oh. for a number of reasons. I tell myself I'm not bitter or upset about things that happened. Instead, I tell myself I've forgiven him. So do I need to confront him or have I really forgiven him? Okay, this is very easy for me to, to address. Um, I would not suggest that you confront him. I would suggest that you call him. And um, and um, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. It didn't say honor the good father and the good mother. So you go do what scripture says you should do. Go honor him. You don't don't seek redress. You, you know don't seek redress or what. If you but you can try and if you if you, if you, if you are able to revive that relationship, you may try and understand him like I did, right? You know, uh, like I like I did. And today I, I tell my dad, the massive man, that you you are such a nice person, dad, yeah. such a nice person. You know, so so find out because if you understand why he did what he did, unless if it's very bad, okay. But even if it is extremely bad, forgive, right? But let it not be on record that you are not in um, talking terms with your dad. Yeah. So you 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 go honor. So remember that's the mission. Yeah. This mission, should you choose to accept it, we inf we involve you making a phone call immediately after this service and say hello, dad. I'm just going to say hello. Yeah, we start with that. Yeah. Then next week, hello, dad, going to say hello. That's how, you, how are things. Keep quiet, let them talk. It's okay, I'll call again. Just, just, just do that. Yeah. Okay, that's your mission. Okay, now your commission to that is get a covenant father who will love you and move on. That's yeah. just the way it works. Well, the yeah. way this person have written this, if you haven't spoken to them in four years, that tells me, and you said, I told myself, I'm not bitter. I think chances are that you are. Yeah. You, Even you upset, know it. Yeah, yeah. This letter says or you something, are avoiding something and, yeah. that happened. Yes. God, you're so upset that you, in quote, cut the person off. And this person this time around is your father. Mm. Um, so that, that, that's a big issue there. If you want to, you know, see Pastor Eddie later and have a conversation about it. And then pray about it and start communicating with them. Yeah. Don't, you might not agree on everything, but you don't cut your parent off. It's a bad thing. It really is a bad thing. All right. Okay. Let's bow our heads in prayers. Heavenly Father, we, Lord, I thank you for your children. We have come with our hearts tonight, with open hearts. Father, we ask, oh God, that you, we thank you because you have healed our hearts. Lord, tonight I ask that you minister to your children, Father, that you bring closure and you move your children forward. Lord, I decree open heaven in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree the manifestation of a father's blessing over everyone here in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for the blessings of obedience on the back of this program tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk.
Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.